You and your husband, (laughs) y'all just full of the word and revelation that you just, whatever you say is just like full of weight. So uh, let me just go ahead and record. (laughs) Hey listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where we take a moment just to have a casual conversation that flows from the heart of God. Listen, this conversation will inspire you and you will receive prayer that will empower you to have a solid weekend and an even better week. Now get ready because we're about to dive in. All right, y'all. So we are back for another episode of Solid Saturdays. Listen, I got to tell y'all. I am having such a fun time with these guests that I'm bringing on each Saturday. It's like God is blowing my mind as he begins to speak through these men and women of God. And I know that if he's blowing my mind, he's blowing y'all's mind as you guys are listening to. First of all, some of them, their testimonies and then the revelation that God gives them as we are talking. A lot of the stuff that you guys are hearing is hot off the press. And y'all can see that I'm so turned up because I'm supposed to be introducing our guest today. And I'm just like so excited by what I've been receiving over these past few weeks. So I just want to say a shout out real quick to all of the guests that came on and those that are going to come on. It's just, it's been blessing me. So I know y'all are blessed. So y'all know we came for the men in masturbation, right? And <laughs> men, I know y'all probably were feeling some type of way. Why is she coming after us? Ladies, they ain't innocent either. I know we're not innocent because y'all know I'm the first to say that I wasn't innocent. So ladies, I want y'all to pull up your chair or either sit at the edge of your seat because we are coming with a topic today. Ladies and lust. Ladies and lust. I have a very, very, very special guest. And just like I said, Pastor Bert, he's my brother. This right here, she's my (laughs) sister. She's my friend and my sister. Like, we could probably just do a podcast episode about friendship. Oh, God, yes. (laughs) And I was thinking about that today because Mm -hmm. it's a testament of the different phases of friendship that we went through. Yeah. Um, And where we are today. And I'm just so grateful to God about it and just... Having her in my life, I can go on and on about this woman of God, but let me just go ahead and bring her on. Y'all welcome my friend, Sharonica Centron. Sharonica, thank you so much for coming on this podcast and joining me and tackling this topic. But before we get in this topic, I just want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. Tell the listeners a little bit about Sharonica. Oh, a little bit about me. I'm quiet, y'all. So when she asks me- Oh, (laughs) wait. Wait. When she asked me to do this, I was like, me? You know. <laughs> oh, I, um, hi everybody. I am excited. I am honored to be here to do the podcast and, and to just tackle this subject. Cause listen, these are some taboo subjects, and that's how you just gotta go about it. You just gotta tackle it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see a little bit about me. I'm a mother of two. I work with the school district. I have a medical background. I'm a wife. My husband's a pastor. I'm more than just a pastor's wife, a mother, 
a daughter. You know, it's deeper than that. As individuals, as women, we are more than just our titles. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. ultimately, I'm just a servant of God. I love it. We are more a than quiet, just humble our servant. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put that on the tail end of that statement. <laughs> A quiet, humble servant. (laughs) Yes. But I love what you said, that we are more than our titles, because that's really what it is. And I think like Mm. in a world where it seems like people are chasing after titles and it's been like that Mm. for a little minute. Yeah. It goes back to our identity. And I think a lot of that results back to the pain in not being acknowledged or overlooked trauma that people experience as children or young age Mm -hmm. or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be. So now when you are aware of a gift that you may have, now you're trying to make things happen and chase after a title. Mm -hmm. Then knowing that (laughs) who I am is deeper than the title. Yeah. This is going to be another deep conversation, (laughs) y'all. So I hope y'all are ready. (laughs) Because Sharenica, she's not going to tell you that she a little preacher too, but she is. See, told you she was going to tell you. <laughs> she is. So let's just dive into this episode title because, like you said, all we could do is just tackle it. Tackle it. <laughs> Ladies and lust. So, lust in the church mm. is often, yes, just, just that alone. Lust <laughs> in the church is often linked to sex, but. Mm-hmm. It is so much more than just sex. Can you tell us just a little truth about that part? Well, when you talk about lust, we don't talk about it in a positive way. And that's because it's not positive. You know, that's because it's not what God intended for relationships to look like. Lust is obsessive and it's selfish. Mm, And as Christians, we are taught to guard our hearts against that because um, it has nothing to do with the love that God wants for us to show one another. We are human and we live in a society that promotes lust everywhere, but that is not what God intended for us to um, show to it. That's not love. That's not the love of God. Mm -hmm. And lust is a very strong desire. It's Mm -hmm. a very strong sexual desire. It's a passionate desire for something to have a craving for too. So when you think about stuff like that, that's not the love of God that God wants us to have. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than just sex. Mm-hmm. And I like the part where you said that lust is shown everywhere, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're living in a world where lust is shown everywhere. And actually, we just talked with her husband, Pastor Bert, talking about how men are visual people and how his struggle with masturbation, it resulted from pornography. He was introduced mm-hmm. to pornography at a young age. And so when you said lust is shown everywhere, also pornography, people call it soft, soft pornography is literally shown everywhere. So we're literally raising our yeah. kids. Kids are growing up in a world where lust and pornography is a part of the normal. Yeah. So how do we live in a world like that while still living to the standard of God for those people that are struggling? Like, okay, y'all not being realistic. Like, this is literally my life. What would you say to that person? The first thing I would say to that person is, do you have a desire to be released from that? Because, you know, some people are comfortable where they're at. 
Mm-hmm. And some people, yes, this is the world that we live in, but they will use that as an excuse to justify what they do because they're comfortable in doing what they do. So if you don't have a desire to change, I can pray with you till I'm blue in the face. But if you don't have that desire to make that change, then what are we talking about? So I guess that would be my first question is, yes, this is the world that we live in. Yes, this is presented to you. But do you have that desire to want more from God? Mm. Because it's a choice. Lust is a choice. Yes, it's there. Just like everything else in the world that we live in, this world, this carnal world, the, the devil, he's the prince of the air. We live here. We are in the world. We are not of the world. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to partake in the things of the world. And yes, it gets hard, but you have to have a, a desire to want more. You have to have a made up mind and to make that choice. Mm-hmm. That's so good, because when you were describing lust, you mm-hmm. related it to desire. So the common word is just desire. What are you desiring? It's like we have to shift our desire to desire God, to crave for more of God rather Mm -hmm. than craving of the things of this world, which is lusting over the things of this world. And Mm -hmm. also when it comes to lust, when it comes to things of fornication and any other struggle or addiction that people may have, there has been an expectation of the church where I'm coming to church to be delivered. I'm coming to church because I don't want to deal with this anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to just let it go. So they come to church with that expectation or the expectation of the church ridding them of their addiction. Mm-hmm. And then they get the church. But because their heart is not really there, mm-hmm. like you said, I can pray with you until I'm blue in the face. But your heart has already be there because what I'm doing is I'm just agreeing with you in faith. Absolutely. And. To go off of that, when you said, I'm just agreeing with you in faith, the scripture, and this keeps coming up, the scripture says faith without works is dead. dead. Yeah. I can have the faith. You can have the faith. But if you're not doing your part, which is the second part, the works is dead. I can yes. have faith all day, but if I'm not working that out, if I'm not walking that thing out, if I'm not doing what it takes to overcome it, then What's the point? Yeah. You can have the faith, but you got to do the work. You got to do the work. It's like a formula. (laughs) You want the formula to your deliverance. (laughs) You want the formula to your healing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got faith. You need works. And then you'll have the result of healing or deliverance. That's so good. So why is lust linked Mm -hmm. to sex in the church? The enemy's desire is to pervert anything God designed. Say that again. We need to hear that again. Please say that again. The enemy's desire is to pervert anything that God designed. And what I mean by that is we have these desires. God put that love and that desire in us towards our spouse. That's how it was designed, right? For sex to happen with our spouse, for us to want to yearn after our spouse and to desire our spouse. When the enemy comes in and he perverts that, it's the opposite. Now it's not love. It's that craving and that lust for someone else. That's not our spouse. We have a thirst. We have an ache. We have a hankering for someone else that is not designed for us. And his job is to pervert whatever God's 
true intentions are so that he can kill steal and destroy okay so here's another moment y'all y'all can't see this but i was <laughs> shaking my head i was just shaking my head um i want to ask you this sharenica where do these cravings come from because you were speaking about how yes god designed sex for mm-hmm. the married couple and what happens is those that are single that are not married Mm-hmm. They begin to desire that same thing that was created for marriage because of how the enemy perverts that in our own minds. But in order for us to desire it, we have mm-hmm. to first have a craving, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like with natural food. A baby comes here mm-hmm. not knowing what anything tastes like because all the nutrition came through the umbilical cord. Right. It wasn't until that baby was born that it began to use its tongue to taste different things. And from Mm -hmm. tasting those different things, they begin to get a craving for it. If you feed a baby chicken before they can digest chicken, then because they know what it tastes like, they're going to crave it even though it's not good for them. So anyway, let me not get too far into that, but where do these cravings come from? So Genesis 3 and 16 says... And he said to the woman, I will intensify your labor of pains that you will bear children with painful effort. Your desire will be for your husband and yet he will rule over you. So that desire came from God. Mm. He put that desire in us towards our husband when we are not married. That desire is still there because we want we long for that husband. Right. And it's not until we get married that we are supposed to act on that. However. When we don't have self-control, we lust and we don't use that desire in its true and rightful nature. Mm, You said we don't use it in the rightful nature. And Mm -hmm. when you're able to use things in the right nature, that's when we become fruitful. Mm -hmm. That's when we begin bearing fruit. Y'all may be listening like, okay, I do want to live a productive life for God. Well, you got to put things in its right nature. And that's where you'll find yourself fruitful. In plain Mm -hmm. terms, basically be aligned with God and what he has laid out in the Bible. (laughs) Another thing that I want to say is that God placed the desire in our, I love the way you answered that because it was so true. God gave us that desire, but it becomes lustful when it's Mm. out of timing. Mm -hmm. So how does lust affect one's relationship with God or does it even affect the relationship with God? Yes. Yes. (laughs) It does. (laughs) And and scripture says, listen, I I can give you me, but I don't want to give you me because at the end of the day, this podcast to me is a ministry. This podcast to you is a ministry. So I don't want to give you none of me. I want to give you God. And I'm going to always take you back to the word because Sharenica can get you wrong, honey. <laughs> but the word can get you right. It can get <laughs> you right. But word. we love Sharenica. <laughs> <laughs> but for your question, yes, I believe lust can definitely affect your relationship with God because the Bible says, blessed is a man that endures temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to him in love. Verse 13 of that scripture also says, of that chapter says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth any man. Here's my point. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. 
and sin, when it is finished, it brings forth death. Can lust affect our relationship with Christ? Absolutely, because the scripture lets us know we are drawn away from our own lust. And the word away literally means distance. Mm -hmm. You put a distance between you and God. You are drawn away. There's a distance between you and God by your own lust and entice. So whatever is inside of you that you haven't gotten right, you're drawn away from that. That is what you are lusting after. And you put a distance between you and God. When lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. Mm. We know that sin separates us or put a distance (laughs) between us and God. And when sin is finished, it brings forth death. Death, that's the word. And that and that doesn't always have to be a physical death. It could be a spiritual death. Yeah. You know, you could be in a place of God where God is just resting on you, but you fall and you yield to that temptation. And there's a death that takes place, you know what yeah. I mean? Because there's a distance between sin and God. He does not dwell in sin. So it doesn't always have to be, if that makes sense, a physical death. Spiritually, you can you are dying spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another thing that I know. God is a God of multiple chances, right? Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) He's a gracious God. And what that means, oh, gosh, because he's gracious, he will be patient, long suffering. Right. Yeah. And what happens is we quote the scripture that says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. And we'll say that. But yet we excuse our own sin and then Mm. when it's brought forth into the light then we get into this depressing stage when god was trying to get your attention the whole time you were given second chances not because god didn't see you you were given second chances is because god saw you and he wanted you to see yourself Mm. and so when you talk about that away part that distance Oh, God, I feel God. (laughs) When you talk about that and then you talk about where this sin leads to, it leads to death. That spiritual death didn't happen overnight. God was long suffering with Mm -hmm. you, gave you many, many chances to do what you need to do to address Mm -hmm. the sin, not ignore it. So we're going to talk about a lot more. But if not for anything else on this episode, don't continue in sin just because your sin hasn't been exposed yet. Mm-hmm. Just because it hasn't been exposed doesn't mean that God doesn't see it or that God is okay with it. He's trying right. to give you time to be mature enough to address your own sin and do what you need to do yourself. Mm-hmm. Be responsible. Yeah, responsible that's Christians. Good <laughs> that's good. Wow. So we're going to end today's episode right here. Sharenica, you have given some truth bombs out here that I know that will take people to the next level in their understanding about the concept of lust and actually why it is a sin and why it's detrimental to us when we're looking to pursue our relationship with God. So I want to thank you, but we're going to continue this discussion next week. Before we go, y'all know how we do it. We're going to go into a moment of prayer. What I want you to do is lay your issues on the altar today, because as 
as we have been saying over the last few weeks is that transformation begins with you being transparent begins with you being honest about yourself. We've said it over and over and over again that whenever we try to hide things, that's what continues the cycle. Secrets continue cycles. So you can have a desire of wanting to break the cycle but if you continue to hide it from God, because, you know, we think that we're hiding it from people, but you're hiding it from God. You're trying to hide it from God. Can I say that? And that's not working because God sees you. And what you're doing is you're limiting your own freedom. So when we pray today, lay whatever it is on the altar and give it to God for real, for real. Give it to him. So, Father, we thank you. We honor you and we bless you, God. For we say today that there's no God like Jehovah. So God, from the depths of our souls, we say thank you. Thank you for being God. Thank you for being awesome. Thank you for being amazing. Thank you for being the lover of our soul. Thank you for being our protector. Thank you for being our provider. Thank you, God, that although you sit high, you look low upon us and you see us and you still care for us and you do what's best for us. So, Father, we just say thank you that in spite of our flaws, you still choose to love us. And, Father, there's no way that we can repay you. But as long as we have breath in our bodies, we make a choice to bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that's within us. Bless your holy name, Father. So, Father, we make your praise glorious and we pray that you'll receive our praise in the name of Jesus. May our praise, may our lives, may our worship make you smile, Father, in Jesus' name. So even as we come to this moment, I pray right now, God, that you would strengthen my brothers and my sisters, that you will look down upon them, Father, see their need in this time, what they desire in this moment. And I pray, God, that even as they make a conscious decision to lay down their issues on the altar and find turn it over to you. I pray, God, that you would deliver them, Father, in the name of Jesus, that whatever the struggle is, whether it be sex, adultery, weed, whatever, drinking, lust, masturbation, Father, whatever it is, that you would deliver them, God. Wash them clean, creating them a clean heart and renew in us a right spirit, Father. We pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will wash clean our hearts, God. Make us new God. Make us a new creation, Father. I decree and declare in this moment that old things are passed away. And behold, God, this moment, you're going to do a new thing within us, Father. So we thank you for that new thing. And we bless you, God. And we honor you, God, for you taking out the old, God, removing the taste of old things. And Father, I pray right now that even if it was through this podcast, that your sons and your daughters reclaim their identity as they have tasted and seen that you are good. So Father, we make a declaration today and say that you are good and your mercy endures forever. So reign in our lives, God. You are Lord over our lives, Father, and we bless you and we honor you, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I felt freedom in that prayer. And if you felt it, then rest in that. Rest in the freedom. Rest in this moment of what God is doing in your life. 
And it is so in Jesus' name. Well, thank you again, Sharenica, for coming on. We're going to continue this conversation next week, and I cannot wait because, as y'all know, the second episode, we always go deeper. So I want y'all to get ready as we dive deeper. I want to thank you all for listening to this episode. It is my prayer that you receive this prayer and you receive the message of inspiration. And because we serve such a loving and faithful God, I know that you did. So you know what that means. Because of that, I have no doubt you will surely have a solid Saturday. See you all next time. And happy Mother's Day, mothers.